It is an early June evening in a ballroom somewhere in the countryside of Denmark, and the dancers are heating up the hall. A wedding has been celebrated here all day, and now the young bride and groom and all their happy guests are dancing to music played by the accordion and piano duo Lilian and Gitte Warmen. The two women are experts in the special traditional dance repertoire from Vestjutland, which Lilian learned from her family. The dance goes on for sure, and so does the wedding party. But if you are living outside Denmark, you might ask yourself, is there even a unique folk music tradition in Denmark? It is such a small country. And let me answer right away. Yes, there is. We have a unique Danish music tradition, which consists of lots of dance music, songs and ballads of all kinds. And there is a thriving folk music scene, where young and old people dance and play and compose many different kinds of folk music based on the Danish tradition. So, welcome to a podcast about the Danish folk music scene as it unfolds right now. My name is Morten Alfred Højrup. We will start this journey in Danish folk music with the trio Farvergade, who have found the dance tune Hopsan number 46 in an old music book from 1853. In other words, this music collection was started 170 years ago and is stuffed with the hottest dance music of the time, collected by the two musicians Søren Christensen and Nils Åge Andersen, who lived in the southern part of the island of Sjælland, Sealand. Featuring Klartes on violin, Maskula Hillingsen on wooden flute, and Julian Zweigo on piano, in a hopsa after Søren Christensen, who lived 170 years ago. This was probably the hottest dance music from the Copenhagen nightclubs of the time. The release of the album with the music from Søren Christensen and Nils O. Andersen's old music collection was celebrated at the small festival Musik over Præstø i Fjord, but more about that festival a little later here in the podcast. We still find living traditional music around in Denmark, and this probably applies especially on the small island Fano, where both music and dance thrives in the local community. The island, which lies off Esbjerg in the southwestern part of Jutland, has 3,500 residents and several festivals where you can experience the island's unique music culture. 
Among them is Fannigerdane, which is held in the island's largest city, Norby. At this event, people meet around the music, the dance and the beautiful old costumes, which are used on special occasions to this day. I asked organizer Trine Buhl why exactly the music, dance and costumes mean so much to the people on the island. Det handler noget om den identitet vi har her på Fanø, altså, at vi har, vi ved godt hvor vi kommer fra, men vi har også meget stort udsyn på verden. It's about the identity we have here in Fanø. We know where we come from, and we have a broad view of the world around us. Our music has migrated with sailors who have imported little bits of music that we find incorporated into our traditional dance music. It has something to do with the fact that the men sailed out on long voyages, and we had a lot of strong women who took care of things here at home. Our costumes look different from other places. Actually, we don't really call them costumes. We call them our clothes. Because, just like with the music, we are talking about an unbroken tradition. I don't think we have to go any further back than the very beginning of the 1970s, when the last woman died who actually wore what you would call costumes as her clothes, what she used on daily basis. It wasn't costumes to her, it was her clothes. We listen to the trio De Yderste Hav, The Outermost Sea, with the Sønder Honing Røding Om, a good example of traditional dance music of Fanø. About 80 kilometers south of Fanø, close to the Danish-German border, is Tønder, which hosts the large Tønder Festival in August every year. The festival, which turns 50 years in 2024, mainly presents music from the USA, Canada and Great Britain, and of course some Danish music as well. As part of the festival, Tønder Festival collaborates every year with another Danish festival, Spot Festival, to present seven Danish folk bands in front of an audience that partly consists of Tønder Festival's regular audience and partly of international guests from the folk music industry driven and flown in from large parts of the world. The project is supported by the Danish Arts Foundation and goes under the title Folksbond Denmark. The idea is that if the foreign industry professionals meet the Danish bands, then there is a fair chance of getting more Danish music out into the world. And it actually works. In these years, it is pretty common for folk bands from Denmark to tour all over the Nordic countries, Europe, Great Britain, the USA, Canada, South America, Australia and Japan. 
But now I would like to introduce you to the young singer, songwriter and harpist Helene Tunglund and her band Sulfide in a recording from Tønder Festival just about one month ago. Helene Tunglund was educated from the folk music department at the Danish National Academy of Music in Esbjerg. And here she is with her own song, My Bridal Peace. So uh, in, uh, in Denmark we have a, a folk tradition about uh, writing bridal tunes. And uh, some of the most well-known bridal tunes from the Danish folk tradition is from an island close to here called Fenu. Um, and while I love uh, all the tradition that I have with me through my culture, I also know that as a young woman there is a lot of uh, negative thoughts and roles in society that I also have inherited from the tradition. Uh, so I decided to write myself a bridal piece, not for marriage, but for self-love. So uh, this one is called My Bridal Piece. Sylfide performed Helene's song Mit Brudestykke, My Bridal Peace, about loving yourself as a young woman in today's Denmark. Traditions can also be something that binds and inhibits, especially if you try to live up to traditions that were created in another time many years ago. Now we're going to hear about a couple who has been taking a big decision and thrown themselves into an exciting project in the town of Lyggen, in the northern part of Denmark, just 100 meters from the rushing North Sea, the ocean that we call Vesterhavet. Ellen Ravnsmed is a project manager, and until a year ago she worked as a researcher and teacher at Aalborg University, but now she and her life partner, the award-winning songwriter and musician Michael Ko, have bought a 600 square meter building. They have been working on the house, and now they have started the Chaos Factory under the motto Driven by madness, but greatest of all is love. Hi, my name is Ellen. I'm born and raised in the northern part of Denmark, in a small city called Lücken at the west coast. I worked at the university in Olbo as a professor for many years within communication, uh, but my research field was intuition. And I stopped last year working at the university and I actually bought a huge building in Lügen, only 100 meters from the west coast. And at this place, 
we are um, trying to make a new modern cultural house. So, and we call it the Chaos Factory. There's, there's 600 square meters. We have a scene where a musician can come and play. We have a gallery for art. And we also have a second-hand vinyl shop. But it's something that I'm um, working on with my husband, Michael, and he's also a musician. And our idea is to make a kind of world university where uh, researchers, writers, musicians can come and work with us in a process. So that's uh, really important for us to work with process and also to accept that it has to be some kind of chaos in that creative process. Um, so that's the main thing about the Chaos Factory. How important are the people living in the area around where your factory is? Of course they are uh, very important because we are based on the, um, the stories and the tellings from this area, the traditions. So it's really important for us that also the local people will take part in, in establishing the Chaos Factory. Jeg klammer igennem min skæve ben og lært kunsten at sulte. Jeg er blaffet på færgen fra Abernakø til et sted langt op i Nordbo. Og der er så smukt, jeg er klar til at dø på vejene. Lollenfelster tonight in an unmanned motel. My home is where I hang my hat, and now I go to bed. Ellen Ravnsmed's life partner, Michael K. sang his own Kunstner Sulte, The Art of Starvation, a song about being a traveling musician from his brand new album, Stille Uro, Quiet Unrest. And we wish all the very best for the new World University, the Chaos Factory in Lyggen.
in South Zealand, a little north of Lolland Falster, you'll find Tapanoi. And this is where another couple, Annegrede Camilles and her husband, musician and composer Søren Korshøj, started the folk music festival Musik Overpræste i Fjord about 15 years ago. The festival takes place in Anne and Søren's garden in the beginning of August every year. Musik over Præstøfjord has developed into an important institution within Danish folk music. Around 800 participants, including a lot of young people from all over the country, visit the festival every year to play, sing, dance and listen to music. In addition, the festival offers workshops, jam sessions, the presentation of several independent folk music awards, people dining together and much more. In 2023, Musik over Fjord held an important debate under the heading Conditions of Mothers and Families in Professional Folk Music. What is it like being a professional musician and a mother right now? What can we do to improve the situation of female musicians? There are a lot of especially younger women among the performing musicians and composers on the Danish folk music scene. Unfortunately, we often see that when they have children, they have to step down in terms of composing, recording and publishing music and also stop touring. As Musikoverpræstøfjord organizer Anne-Grete Camillis has already long ago ensured that there are babysitters for the bands that need it. I asked her to tell us about her thoughts behind the discussion about families and mothers' conditions on the Danish folk music scene. You know, uh, women have difficulties here in the music business and uh, we think it's very important to have the focus on how can we uh, help out those problems which are there. As a festival we have a responsibility, so we made a conversation about uh, what can we do. And um, we were very happy to have uh, some of the persons from the union and from other good positions uh, to talk about solutions. But what problems are there, actually? What would that be? What kind of problems? Yeah, um, one of the solutions for one of the problems could be that the festivals had uh, babysitters for, uh, for the bands. You know, often women, they get out of business for several years. And uh, how can we help that out? And there were a lot of debate and we have collected all the uh, solutions and discussion things. And then we will uh, write it down and we will send it around to uh, our politicians and our uh, unions and uh, everywhere, festivals around in Denmark. So we hope that everybody will get more focus on this equality problem. But these problems that you can have, especially as a woman, when you get children and maybe suddenly you don't have time to tour with the band anymore, or don't have time to compose and things, why is that something that you as a festival want to address? You know, we are the employees. We have a responsibility. How is, uh, how is the possibilities for the people who have to work for us? So, of course, we have a responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility anyway, because culture is so important and uh, Folk music is, in my heart, it is very, very important because it's also our inheritance. Uh, so um, I think that everybody has a responsibility, but especially uh, those who employ people must have a special focus on this. So how does it look from your window when you look at the situation between men and women and the whole business? I, I think in folk music there's more equality than in other music business places because in um, 
in our way of behaving to each other, we are very kind and we don't have competition in the same way as, as I can see they have in other music business. So in that way we have more chances to solve those problems and we maybe can go ahead and show a way for the whole business. How do you think the balance is between Uh, female musicians and uh, male musicians? Yeah, I know that the Danish Music Union, they have 25% members from women and, and 75 men. But in the folk music, we have more women. Uh, so I think we will, we would say that uh, maybe 40% is women in, in the folk uh, music business and 60% men. But it could be better because uh, when you see also how many goes to the conservatory, It's very many women, so there should be more, maybe 60% women and 40% men. And that's, I think, is because they have children and they get this responsibility in another way because they have to breastfeed and so. So we have to help. <laughs> So we have to help, concluded Anne-Grete Camilles from the Festival Musik over Præstø Fjord. And the debate goes on. Should it be possible to apply for financial support to bring a babysitter when touring internationally? Why not? After the interview, we heard the pan-Scandinavian band Week, which is built around the resident Norwegian singer Elisabeth Week. They base their music on a mixture of traditional Nordic songs and instrumental tunes mixed with their own compositions. Week, who in the summer of 2023 has played on, amongst others, the German Ruderstadt Folk Festival and the Swedish Urkult, are among the many, many bands that over the years have played at Musiko og Præste And the same applies to Dreamer Circus, perhaps Denmark's best-known band internationally during these years. Here they are playing a bit of their own tune, bridal tune for Rune and Martha, new music inspired from the tradition of the island Fanø.
Dreamer Circus was playing a Berudestykke, a bridal piece that two of the members, pianist and accordion player Nicolai Busk and sitter player Arle Carr composed for the third member of the trio, violinist Rune Tonskov and his wife as a wedding gift. During the Easter holidays in 2022, Arle Carr from Dreamer Circus was one of four teachers at the annual Rod Music Convention, where more than 100 young people between the ages of 15 and 25 meet to sing, play and dance for seven days. This busy week ended with a one-hour concert where all the participants played a few of Arle's tunes, amongst others, and I caught up with him right after the concert and asked, How do you juggle 100 people at so many different levels, with so many different instruments, and with so many different backgrounds? Well, how do you do that? Ja, det, det er jeg også helt stadigvæk, det er stadigvæk chokeret over, at det kunne lade sig gøre. Men det, det, det kan jeg om at prøve at give dem noget materiale, som, som så alle kan være med på. Yes, I'm also still completely shocked that it could even be done, but it's about giving the young people some material where everyone can participate. I think the concert went completely magical. The atmosphere has been absolutely fantastic. There have been the wildest parties. You start at eight o'clock with breakfast, then there are lessons from nine and until dinner in the evening, and then the parties start and off they run until five, six in the morning. Everyone is like high on life and music. During these seven days, I have been part of a community which is absolutely fantastic, where people from all different backgrounds meet each other in dance and music. And I simply think it's so beautiful, and there's a real hope for the future, I think. Just listen to more than 100 young people from the folk music convention Rod perform Arle Carr's composition Carousel Prime. And we know that some of the young people who later applied to join the folk music education at the National Danish Academy of Music have been to one or several of these Rod conventions. So, yes, we have our own musical traditions in Denmark and the Danish folk music scene is thriving. We have singers, musicians and dancers of all ages. We have bands that travel with the music. We have festivals and we have an ambitious folk music education and much, much more. We finish this little introduction to the Danish folk music scene presenting the Danish trio Stundom in a recording from Roskilde Festival where they play the band's violinist Emma Krav Elmø's composition Ulmen Kommer, The Wolf is Coming. Vilas Hoffmann plays the sitter and Julian Zweigård plays the piano. This podcast was supported by Timby Roots Music of Denmark, Folkspot Denmark, Spot Festival, Media Haven, the Media Garden, Go Danish Folk Music, and not the least, the Danish Arts Foundation. Thank you so much.
And don't forget that you will find lots of roots, folk and trad music from Denmark around the clock at www.radiofolk.dk. My name is Morten Alfred Højup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.